0: And it turns out that he was actually his father.
1: (gasps) Glenn, you should never spoil a movie for me. My father spoiled a movie for me once. Once? The following podcast contains spoilers for Johnny Dangerously. You have been warned, see? See? What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFI News
0: Radio. This is your host Glenjamin Button, along with your host
1: Miguel Magusto. That's a me. I don't know why I keep doing Mario. That's like my go-to whenever I it's, can't think of anything to it's
0: do. It's such a, it's a, such a good way to say it, though. It's, it is. It's a, it really it's a me,
1: is. Magusto. Magusto for oh. How are you doing, Glenn?
0: I'm all right. I'm I'm a tired little fella. I uh, just is? went to the beach this weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, it was, was kind that? of. the the friday we went in and uh it was a beautiful day it was a damn near perfect beach day (laughs) and then saturday it was absolute torrential fog everywhere with winds that were absolutely nuts Ooh! oh so it was pretty cool we walked on the boardwalk because there can't really go on the beach when it's ugly as hell out you Mm -hmm. can but it'd just be not fun Uh, especially when it's like low 60s yeah um And then that was pretty much our Saturday and Sunday. We were like, oh, man, it's finally sunny out. But these winds are still crazy. So we just came home. So it was like a semi-decent beach trip. Uh,
1: They're a gamble, they are.
0: They are a gamble.
1: I personally hate the beach. I think the beach is a waste of land. Mm. Uh, I think they should all be turned into cement and fenced off. And we should keep (laughs) the ocean as far away from us as possible.
0: I uh, I enjoy the beach. I think I just I don't enjoy everything else around it, and I don't trust people who like going every weekend.
1: Yeah, people who like going to the beach every weekend, uh, calm your tits. Mm-hmm. Just calm them. Straight They're all over the place. Out the boobs. Mel out those melons. Mm-hmm. Uh. And yeah, I, I am much more of a, a mountain lake kind of guy. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't even like going into the lake. I don't like boating on the lake unless it's like a, a, a sturdy boat. I don't like boats. It's just pleasant to look at when I'm you're not, not afraid on a boat. of boats. I'm not afraid of boats. I'm afraid of like canoes because mm. I I uh, I am a very large person. Uh, so every movement I make it affects the canoe like tenfold. Mm-hmm. That the buoyancy a is wild. Yes. So yeah, I just uh, like, if it's a sturdy boat, I'm fine. But if it's a kayak or canoe get the fuck out of here uh-huh yes uh
0: and because i haven't i didn't take an actual like day off i just i'm gonna make it up the rest of the week i had to work 12 hours today and then i'm gonna work 12 hours tomorrow i'm gonna be a sleepy little lad this week yes you are yes you are um
1: but But speaking of sleepiness oh, oh yeah have you watched anything
0: Ah, yes, I know what you're thinking. Glenn, there's no way you definitely watched more than two movies. You're right. I only watched one, you silly goose, plus the one that's, well, technically too weird. It's kind of mandatory for me. So, no, I didn't watch (laughs) any other movies. So, we watched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse together on Thursday. Yes. There was a review out for that, a silly willy thing where we talk about our feelings and mostly the review of movie. So, that's going to be on the YouTube for that. <clears throat> and then, uh, of course, I watched Johnny Dangerously. But in between then and now, I finally finished the show Banshee. Oh, yes. Um, as I was saying, the last two weeks it stars Anthony Starr, um, and it's basically just a fucking cracked-out version of Pennsylvania Life. Yeah. Um, it was good. Uh, there was two points where I actually was like, I'm done watching this show because. Uh, somebody happens and things die you know what I'm saying dogs um, <laughs> no people um, there is I mean Anthony Starr he was fucking phenomenal in this and mm-hmm. it shows how like easily he got the uh, Homelander role from it yeah <laughs> um, but there was one absolute shining star that I didn't mention the last two weeks and that was uh Hoon Lee and his, uh, <clears throat> his character Job in this, mm-hmm. he's basically, um, uh, I, I wouldn't say trans, but he's very like kind of flamboyant as a character. The word I was looking for was drag. Mm-hmm. But he's like so demanding and just like steals the show anytime he's in the room Mm -hmm. he's just so fucking i honestly i just want you to watch a couple episodes just to see him i think he was eventually he was in the first episodes you don't even have to get that far
1: yeah i i saw him uh i watched part of the the first episode mm -hmm. last week and i saw him he does seem like an interesting character i really just have to be in the mindset to watch i don't think you're gonna
0: ever watch the whole show but he he is easily the fantastic in most fantastic part of it, yeah. in my humble opinion.
1: Definitely.
0: Um, so, yeah, I finished that. I kind of want to start doing, uh, because I've watched a lot of shows so far this year, I kind of want to, I know me in my laziness, I kind of mm-hmm. want to do like a review series where I like review the first season of a show. And then, you know, if, if I continue it, obviously I'll continue reviewing it. Because mm-hmm. uh, this one would have been a good one to start on, either that or Ted Lasso. But, yeah. um. Uh, that's Hearsay. Mike, what, what have you gotten yourself into this humble weekend?
1: Uh, I watched six movies. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, first one, first two being in my Ingmar Bergman collection. Uh, mm-hmm. The first of those two is called Sawdust and Tinsel. It's about this uh, circus ringmaster who uh, visits his the town of his abandoned family, Mm -hmm. Uh, That he abandoned, you know. Of course. Yeah, that's the only way you can have an abandoned family is if you abandon them. Uh, And um, it's essentially him and his mistress both wanting to be done with the circus and both thinking the other one is like being unfaithful. Mm Because, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. I don't want to get too much into it. But it's pretty good. How many movies do you have on that list left for... I think like 19 or 20. I'm a little bit halfway. There's like 39 or 41, one of those two, and I'm about halfway. Uh, I don't know the exact number. I counted the other day, but I didn't write it down. Um, But I'm over half the halfway point at this point. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Should be done this year, hopefully. Uh, I mean, definitely, as long as I keep watching them. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There's like 16 discs left, and I plan on watching a disc a week until... Uh, it's, it's gone and some discs have two movies on it, so. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, Sawdust and Tinsel is pretty good. Then on that same disc was a movie called The Right. Uh, it's essentially about this theater troupe that is being interrogated by this police officer, uh, because their show is said to be immoral. Uh, remind, mind you, this is in the 60s. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of censorship back then in pretty much every country. Uh, and, um... So like he's interrogating them as to what's going on. Uh and you know, shenanigans happen on both sides. Both a little shenanigans. Yeah. Both sides are corrupt and evil and uh it's it's pretty interesting. I, I it, it's like a emotional and tonal whiplash from sawdust and tinsel. Mm-hmm. So it's just like oh, 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 uh. <laughs> um I just pulled a U right there where it just it sounded. <laughs> uh but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Then uh, we watched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That we did. Which you said we have a review for on the YouTube, so you can check out what our thoughts were there. Then I re-watched Godland, which was one of the Icelandic movies I watched in Iceland. I know I said I'd stop mentioning I went to Iceland, but I didn't plan on watching this movie <laughs> so soon. Where'd you go? Iceland. Uh, oh. you know... Greenland is very is very icy, and Iceland's very nicey, or whatever the fuck the <laughs> Mighty Ducks three quote is. Uh, <laughs> but anyone, a- anyone, anyway. Uh, so yeah, rewatch Godland. I bought a a um, a region B Blu-ray for it, mm-hmm. uh, which is a European Blu-ray, but. <laughs> It only had French subtitles, so there were no English subtitles on it. I better start learning the language. Uh, apparently, uh, so you know, I, I, you know, I'm a collector, so I'm not too upset that I have it. It's a little annoying that I have to buy it again when it is released in in English subtitles. Yeah, uh, but I was impatient. But uh, so yeah, I just wrote, watched it for the shots and the tone and everything. It's a beautiful film. Highly suggest people check it out when they can. Then I watched Johnny Dangerously, which we'll get into in just a second, and then I watched Fall. Which uh, came out last year is about those two uh, women who climb a radio tower uh, or a TV broadcast tower or whatever, and then uh, the ladder that they climbed up there falls, yeah. and it's a whole thing. Uh, so much like boats and lakes and whatnot, I I am not afraid of heights, but I do not trust man-made things that are <laughs> that are not sturdy or you know big. Yeah. So, like, in that sense, yes, I'm afraid of heights, but like, I'm not afraid to fly because it's high. I'm yeah. not afraid to be on a cliff because it's high, as long as you know it doesn't afraid look of, like it's you're gonna afraid be of falling eroding.
0: because of terribleness. Yes,
1: I'm afraid of falling, but not so much heights, and I don't trust man made things I'm, because I'm they're pretty often, much the
0: same same way.
1: They're often not made for people my size, uh. So that you know that adds to it. Uh. So pretty much any time I see a movie like this where someone's climbing and bad things happen. Uh, I have no sympathy because they're just dumb people who don't tell people where they're going. Yeah. Uh, like in this, they told, they didn't tell anyone they were going to climb this tower. Uh, and then they get stuck and it's, it's stupid. It's dumb.
0: People do be making decisions that do suck. That yeah. was also that uh, movie. That movie was also spoiled for me a little bit. So I also, know what happens.
1: It's kind of gross because both women have incredible cleavage throughout the entire movie, where it's like not <laughs> necessary at all. And like, like I I didn't hate it, but I felt bad for the actresses because I'm like, you're obviously just being used to sell tickets at this point yeah uh and they're both pretty decent actors the only problem i had is that they they wrote it you could tell they wrote it to be rated r but then we're told to edit it to pg-13 but instead of just cutting out all the curse words they changed fucking to freaking and and no one says freaking like i'm so freaking mad right now no one says that
0: i'm mad they're not saying farging
1: farging yeah farging uh but yeah uh movie's effective writing is stupid uh, felt really gross with how much cleavage there was. And like to to the movie filmmakers defense, I guess, one of them is an Instagram uh, you know influencer. So I guess that is like they they make a joke about it that that's why she's dressed like that, but that was only for one of them, not the other one. And then towards the end, the other one has just as much cleavage, and it's just like, come on come on son come on again i didn't mind it i didn't mind it at all but like i minded it, it was it felt gross <laughs> i understand i do yes uh so yeah without that without any further ado i guess let's get into johnny dangerously i'm
0: not wearing a bra johnny
1: that makes two of us oh you got to what you had left ma. his mother loves him i love him but someday i'm gonna knock
0: him on his we should spend
1: some time together the d.a loves him see Two
0: weeks in Puerto Rico. You got fire. Verge. The new torch singer
1: loves them. You got those. I like those animals. Little babies love them.
0: Oh, wait. Get the warden loves them. Johnny, it's an honor to have you on death row. Ah, don't be silly. Pleasure's all mine. Even the Pope loves them. Go to yourself a new gym at the Vatican, eh? Whoa. Well, this is one guy who ain't got no love for this
1: phony. You shouldn't hang me on a hook. My father hung me on a hook once.
0: Once. Set in the 1930s, an honest, good-hearted man is forced to turn to a life of crime to finance his neurotic mother's skyrocketing medical bills.
1: Yes, directed mm-hmm. by Amy Heckerling, written by Norman Steinberg, Bernie Cookoff, uh, Harry Columbia, and starring Michael Keaton, Joe Piscopo, Mary Lou Henner, Maureen Stapleton, Peter Boyle, Griffin Dune, Dom DeLuise, Glennis O'Connor, uh, Danny DeVito's in there for a bit. Uh, let's see, anyone else that I recognize? Not really. Uh, so this came up, of course, in Streaming Roulette. The main reason we both picked it is we both had seen it, but both did not remember much <laughs> of it. You fell asleep. I just yep. wasn't paying attention when it was on. So we wanted to see what our thoughts were. And that we did. Uh, yeah, the biggest thing for me, this movie is super goofy. I'm I'm gonna give it that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's it feels like it's trying to be like Marx Marxian. You know the Marx Brothers. I know you haven't really watched any Marx Brothers, but it's uh, you know just that kind of humor. But the pacing is all off. Like there's it feels like there's rooms for a laugh track, but there is no laugh track.
0: Yeah, it feels like the um, Naked Gun movies for sure. Um, yes, but without very well executed, uh, without their execution.
1: Yeah, you could see what they were trying to do with every joke, just not all of them landed. Hmm. Um. So, like, I, you know, I, it's it's possible that this is just, you know, aged poorly. Um, not, not that there's any, like, terrible racist or sexist jokes or anything. There, there's probably a few. I don't really remember anything. Yeah. Um, that was too bad. But, uh, it's just, like, the, the type of humor. You know, when you watch, like, a comedy from the 50s or whatever, it's just not the same humor as we have today, so it's not really that funny.
0: I'm glad Um, you said that. Because if this movie came out 20 years before, I think this, this would have been a smash fucking hit. Yeah absolutely and that was pretty much what i was thinking the whole time like man if this came out just 20 more years before it's time then uh
1: yeah
0: i think we'd be seeing it everywhere
1: <laughs> yeah but like i think like the first 10 or 15 minutes didn't get a single joke or a single laugh out of me yeah until he asks his obviously elderly mother how it feels to be 29 because it's her <laughs> birthday and that, that is just was pretty good yeah that the, i mean that's it's just so true like there's a uh, meme going around from the film uh, "My Dinner with Andre," which mm-hmm. uh, for those of you don't—I forget his name. Let me get his name real quick. For those of you who don't know, it stars the man who voices uh, Rex in Toy Story. Uh, Wallace Shawn. He also is the inconceivable guy from uh, mm-hmm. Princess Bride. Uh, when that came out, he was 36 years old. And really, yes. Uh, so um, every, there's a meme going around with a line, a quote from him in that movie. Where he mentions he's thirty six, is that and, the one where he's
0: like standing waiting for a train or something? Yeah, and he says <laughs> when I was
1: when I was in my twenties, I all I thought about was art and music, and now all I think about is money. Uh, <laughs> that's verba- not verbatim the line, but that's it's close enough. Uh, and like someone was just like, the biggest lie here is that this man's thirty six. I can assure you, he was thirty six. It's just people yeah. age differently back then than they do now. Yeah, uh, you know, we have higher beauty standards for both men and women now, uh, probably a greater difference for men. I mean, the the beauty standards for women have always been high, but I feel like they're higher now for men than they were back then.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so yeah, it it just reminded me of that where like people aged so much back then because their lives were rough. Not, not like ours are rough, but in a different way, theirs were rough, like physically rough. Um, ours are probably more mentally and emotionally rough, but you know.
0: Amen to that, brother. <laughs>
1: yes, uh, but yeah, th- they had some some moments like that that were like really funny, but they are too few and far between.
0: Yeah, especially with like an hour and a half. It's a short movie, and like, but it feels longer because like you're you're waiting for that joke to hit. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite. Not my my favorite character was uh, the rival, like, gang leader. Roman. He was fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah. He, he, and, he was, like, obviously supposed to be an Italian immigrant or something. Yeah. And he... it was It's honestly a genius way to get as many F-words in as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. By because not using te- a single one.
1: <laughs> not, but it sounds so close to it. He says yep. Fargan instead of fucking... And he uh, says
0: cork sucker, and, and he just uses so uh, many bassages, different passages yeah.
1: he says. Uh, cork, yeah. cork
0: uh, suck my bowels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he would use all these words that. Yeah. It's a PG thirteen film, but if he, he used one of those, he could only use yeah. like one. Or if of you're them. not
1: listening carefully, it sounds like the word. So it's just yeah. It's a it's brilliant just, way to get as many in as possible. And he he used them. He used he them all. Use them. <laughs> Every single sentence he had, he was my uh,
0: favorite part, especially the kid. Yes, like uh, that, that's what was the weirdest part, and it's a good uh example for the pacing. Is this kid uh, in the beginning of the movie? He'd be jumping around trying to stop this, uh, trying to stop a shootout basically in mm-hmm. this casino in the beginning of the movie, and he'd be doing gymnastics and shit. And they'd be like music cues, and then it jumps to you know the the gang rival just cursing and no music and he's just like are you you're Fargan, you're cocksucker you're and he's just going yeah. crazy. and then it goes back to the kid music playing dongs and bings and all these noises yeah. and then it goes back to him fucking screaming yeah. <laughs> he was hilarious yeah but it, there was a, so many sound cues and so many jokes and just the little slapsticks that just mm-hmm. that just weren't doing it for me yeah a lot of them in the movie are good mm-hmm. but I, th- I think it was it's both a pacing thing and kind of the actors themselves things like they yeah. didn't have they the were too chemistry. Stiff. they didn't have the chemistry to make it work yeah exactly, stiffness yeah. is like a huge thing there
1: yeah uh it's it's weird because like not very few of the dialogue moments are mm-hmm. uh funny but the chaotic moments, like you were just saying, where he's like doing gymnastics through a shootout, and then they cut back to him just cursing without music. The mm-hmm. chaos is entertaining. I wouldn't necessarily say funny, but it's like entertaining in a way that like s- sometimes gave me a smile on my face. Yeah. But I would say the dialogue is like thirty three percent funny, sixty six percent not funny, mm-hmm. uh, and it's there are a few bits that are humorous. Um, where the doctor is just obviously scamming him mm-hmm. where he, he says your mother lost her larynx or whatever he says he lost like an organ or it's something just, it's
0: something every time
1: yeah like it, it's obvious that he's scamming them at that point and uh, they're just too stupid to, to really get it yeah. um, so there are definitely moments there but yeah I agree It's it's just it's weird it's just a weird movie which I can see why you fell asleep and I was on my phone the first time I watched it
0: I could I could pretty much tell you right when I passed the fuck out. Yeah, it was when he grew up. <laughs> yeah, F- fifteen
1: minutes in. <laughs> Poor Michael Keaton. His face will do that to you. Yeah, just kidding. I love Michael Keaton.
0: now uh, he's he's great in a lot of movies. Definitely. Yeah. I think this this style of movie you have to have the right cast and right right people. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that's the same thing. But I said it twice. But whatever, you have to have the right. Uh, working environment and everything to make it work, write script. Yeah. No. I
1: think this would have been better. uh, I know I mentioned them before. If it was a Mm. Marx Brothers movie, Mm because they're all like really goofy and they all play like different parts. Uh, If it was somehow like a Three Stooges movie, where it's just like these utter buffoons in these intense situations, but instead it's like somewhat competent buffoons, Mm -hmm. which uh, like... You make them too confident competent it's not funny. You make them not competent enough it is funny. But if you're in that middle it's still not that funny. Yeah. Um and uh it's just it, it's it was too much of the middle ground. Like it would have been an interesting drama if they were more competent. It would have been hilarious if they were incompetent, but they're yep. just like somewhat competent. So it's just like what mm. what's the joke here? What is the bit? It's Yeah. It's And I mean, Michael cringe
0: Michael Keaton's great but yeah and I don't I don't want to compare it to the two cuz fucking Leslie Mann is just an absolute legend at this type of humor but there's the way it's it's like body language it's 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 it's, every, it's timing it's everything and Leslie had that shit down
1: I mean Leslie Nielsen that's
0: what I said uh, who did I say Mann Leslie Mann is Man? Judd Aptos' wife and actress what the fuck I love yeah. that woman <laughs> yeah, that's she's why right. I said yeah. her name <laughs> uh Leslie Nielsen he was just so good at everything and you've got it for a movie like this to work, you've got to have it down. Yeah. And I mean, Michael Keaton scraped it. I mean, he—I don't think he would have definitely. He he did all right, but he definitely. If it were did.
1: him surrounded by mostly funny people, I yeah. think it would have been good. Uh, Peter Boyle's really funny. Dom DeLuise is really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Griffin Dune was a comedian actor as well. Uh no, I mean he's an American werewolf in London, which is kind of funny. But like he's not, he's not a straight comedic actor like Dom DeLuise or Peter Boyle. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're gonna have a somewhat funny but mostly intense Michael Keaton, you got to have really funny people surrounding him. And oh, Richard Dimitri was also funny. He played Roman Troy Um and of course Danny DeVito is funny as well. But like it's just not it. The balance is just weird throughout the entire thing.
0: It felt like I don't know, maybe they took, like, three of the shots and then they just chose one of the three best of, yeah. of like, the, the cool, like, crazy scenarios and stuff like that. But it never felt like they were, like, really happy with any of them. So they were like, oh, that'll do. And then they move on. That's kind of what it felt like.
1: Yeah, it felt a little lazy.
0: Yeah, um, I'm... But, I mean, for the most part, I'm, I don't want to dog water this movie. Like, it was yeah, good. Yeah,
1: it's, it's fine.
0: Um, but, I mean, I, I know why I fell asleep. <laughs> it, yeah, it is yeah. maybe just a little bit forgettable. Like you I don't definitely
1: s- enjoyed it more this time than I did the first time. And that's oh, yeah. not just because I was paying attention. Uh, it's just, like, I, I kind of saw what the, the first time I was just like, how does anyone find this funny? And then yeah. this time I was just like, okay, I, I can see where it, it doesn't work for me, but I can see why other people would find this funny.
0: Mm-hmm. The, the, there's a lot of great sk- I've only seen, maybe like two or three that are ever, were ever on the internet of scenes in this. Yeah. There's the one where, uh, what the fuck? It's the it's like the second time when or the first time when Mike Michael Keaton's like an adult, and the doctor comes up, and he, he's like, oh, for forty nine ninety five, are going to get a new leg or whatever the fuck. Oh,
1: that, um, ha- that happens when he's a kid. The forty nine ninety five, unless you're just talking about another one and got the price uh, wrong.
0: It was the, it, yeah, I got the whatever it is. Okay. So, so the second time he actually meets the character, the doctor is is um I've seen that clip. I've only seen one other one. And then there's there's just not I guess that many ones that stick out compared to other films. Even like the the scary movies, there's a bunch of the clips uh after like two mm-hmm. that I've seen circulate the internet more than this movie yeah but again i'm not trying to dog water yeah. this it,
1: it, I, think I mean it, it says something that this was kind of like the first parody movie I mean, not the first one but it's like yeah it's the first obvious parody where i feel like parodies before this kind of blended in mm. with the films of that genre where they were funny uh like there's one i forget the name of it but it's like this um a private detective who's trying to retire. And mm-hmm. it, it, the whole movie is just essentially he, he and his wife getting drunk and his his wife persuading him to uh, keep working or whatever. It's, it's a really funny movie, but like that was like the first of its genre and also the first parody of that genre, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Cause it was, it's like, it was that early where it was just like, it was funny. So it was a parody, but it's yeah. also just like that kind of movie as well. Um, and, and this was like the first, like, Hey, let's take a bunch of these, these sticks and, and, uh, you know, make like a, a Scarface, not, not the, the Al Pacino one, but like the first Scarface movie, yeah. uh, let's make one of those movies, but with, you know, ridiculous antics and whatnot, uh, like a baby coming out with a Tommy machine gun or uh, Thompson machine gun, whatever they're called.
0: Um, Tommy
1: Gunn. Tommy Gunn. That's what I was I was going for. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's... Yeah, it's it's just... It's at a weird point where, like, I feel like film didn't really know how to do, like, a really good parody. Yeah. But it's also, like, one of the first parodies of its kind. So you got to give it credit for that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> I love Danny DeVito's little scene where they're, like, him and Keaton are having dinner together. He's like, you know, I didn't really expect this. You're one of the... And you're one of the more uh, sensitive men. I was wondering if you wanted to get dinner sometime. He just just casually came out gay and was like, hmm, I'm getting my eye on you. I just love Danny DeVito transitioning into that little piece. I was like, oh, this is great. Why can't he do that in front of me?
1: (laughs) I would love to have Danny DeVito hit on me, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, Amory, Amy Amy uh, She is a pretty well respected comedic director. I mean, this was her movie after uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I believe. Let me mm-hmm. s- make sure I'm not talking about it out of my ass here. Uh, but yeah, like she did National Lampoon's European Vacation, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, Clueless uh pretty much not much after that um but like those are all pretty big movies for the comedic scene of the 80s yeah. and and 90s uh so like everyone has a miss here and there so like i i i don't think this is really a good indicator of her talent mm-hmm. cuz everything else she has made has been pretty good um mm-hmm. But uh, the one thing I wanted to mention, I texted you this earlier because I didn't want to bring it up, uh, but you gave me no choice by not responding. Uh-huh. I'm a piece uh, of shit. You are. I love how t- in order to persuade his uh, brother Tommy to wait to have sex, uh, mm-hmm. w- but bo- like wait after marriage, uh, he shows him Bo is afraid.
0: Yep. The The you- whole... <laughs> uh, well i would like to let you know that i didn't watch it yet um at that point okay. at that point so i forgot was like about it. i'm just gonna find out when i figure that out
1: yes and yes where, the,
0: uh, for anybody who he 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 like, doesn't a, little
1: a video where everyone has gigantic balls mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: which is you know slight spoiler but also not really uh because they hint at it throughout the entire film. How do you Beau, call it? Huge afraid, huevos. Has yeah, huge huevos, huevos gigante, as they say. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if that's proper grammar, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that that was funny. Um, but yeah, the movie overall is, is fine. I think it hit, it misses a lot, but there are a lot of really funny points. Yeah, uh, Michael Keaton is the same age in this as I am now, which is weird. <laughs> um
0: isn't it weird that we're getting that close to that age where yeah, it's just like it's just Jesus. like
1: every time I'm watching something, I'm just like I wonder just, how old they were in this. Just oh, gently shit, reminded they were younger than me or, or they're the same age as me. It's just it's so weird. Uh and then I also love how the, the, the theme song was uh performed by Weird Al. You know yep. extra points from, from me for that. So yeah. <laughs> for you yes. specifically. I love Weird Al
0: mm-hmm um i don't know if i have too much to talk about i don't left. either I've,
1: I've said everything I've, I've quenched all my notes yeah um
0: that. the the jokes that hit they hit and the ones yeah. that don't make make it a longer movie than it actually is but overall yeah. it wasn't too bad i dog watered it but that was only because i didn't have too much else to say about it it's yeah. easier to talk about the bad than it is something that was mediocre yeah
1: it's a fun movie mm-hmm. like i'm not mad that it exists i'm not mad that it's not funny they tried something not everything succeeded Yep. it is what it is it is what it is, it is. yeah so that does it for a review for johnny dangerously that brings us to the judgment as always it needs to be a unanimous decision whether that it goes to the kfr shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaiden <sighs> hold on i hmm? i uh, flip a coin generator heads <laughs> or tails Tails. Ah, Tails, you,
0: you go first. Ah, yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go
1: ahead and say it does not go on that shaloof. Nice and fast. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. It, it definitely has its moments, but they're too few and far between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the, the awkward parts are not awkward in an enjoyable way. Uh, it's just kind of weird tonally but it is what it is i didn't hate watching it for a second time uh and i know this has its audience but it made me want to watch mr mom that's for yes, sure <laughs> indeed but johnny dangerously does not go on the cave 4 shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaiden <clears throat> uh, hmm. that brings us to our assignment for next week it is my turn to pick yeah uh so for those of you who don't know i have been uh i have a list a very long list of movies it's it's O- obscenely long if i'm honest like oh just the way i is like it. this podcast gonna last that long i hope it does but we'll <laughs> see uh <laughs> so uh i've been having glenn pick a number uh and then i have a random number generator that i start counting from mm-hmm. uh, and i figured out a way to make it so i don't have to count and i'm excited for that there but you glenn, go pick yes. a number between uh, one and 36 for Four. Okay, that makes it super easy. Yeah, uh, so, I didn't
0: know you had this generator. Now I was gonna help you this
1: time. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that actually, this is a movie I'm pretty sure you haven't seen. Oh. Uh, I know you have meant to see, watch it every single time you've uh, babysat my house and my dog. Yeah, You house set, and that is the last man. Sorry, mm. the last black man in San Francisco. Mm. We built these ships, bridge these canals, in the San Francisco they never knew existed. This is our home. You two stick together.
0: Yes. Did I not watch this movie yet? I didn't you didn't rate it, I, if you didn't. I did not actually.
1: I know, like every time you you watch my house, it's one of the ones you pull out on the mm-hmm. uh, on the oh, the old on the shelf shelf. Yeah, <laughs> give me one second. I just want to see who all has it. Okay, so uh, the last black man. The Last Black Man in San Francisco, A Young Man Searches for Home in the Changing City That Seems to Have Left Him Behind, directed by Joe Talbot, written by Jimmy Fails, Joe Talbot, and Rob Rick Richard, uh, starring Jimmy Fails, Jonathan Majors, Rob Morgan, Tachina or Tachina Arnold, uh, Mike Epps is in there, Finn R- Whitrock is in there, Danny Glover's in there. Uh, and others, this is going to be on Tubi, Pluto, and Plex, or if you're like me, on good old Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm actually really excited for you to see this, because I know I've been wanting you to see it for a long time. Yes, sir. Uh, I believe this came out when you were in Virginia. I or was
0: still in Virginia.
1: Just came, at the very least, you might have just came back from Virginia and weren't in a movie-watching mood. Uh... uh
0: yeah, so this was June. This was in the middle of all. Okay. It released in Brazil in June, uh, most likely almost everywhere else. But, yeah, this is when I was in the middle of everything. <laughs> so. Yes.
1: Yeah, so uh, hold on, I just, I'm curious when it did come out in, in the States because I, I went and saw it by myself in Philly. It doesn't say. Oh, I hit the wrong thing. Uh. June. June 7th. June 7th, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, I went and saw it by myself at the Ritz in Philly, which for the most part doesn't exist anymore, which makes me sad. That is um, sad. Yeah, it's, I mean, the theater still exists. They're just owned by someone else. And who knows? They might be doing a great job. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah so The Last Black Man in San Francisco is our assignment for next week thank you everyone for listening as always you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com on Instagram we are keystone underscore film underscore review Facebook TikTok YouTube Keystone Film Review and on Letterboxd I am Mike KFR and I'm Glenn KFR and that will do it till uh we next week when we, when we watch The Last Black Man in San Francisco and that we will if you're going to San Francisco <laughs> now keep going be sure to wear (laughs) flowers in your head that's in the trailer and also i'm pretty sure a song but anyway goodbye bye-bye